Bang! What's up, y'all? I'm Nick, a senior writer over here at Sports Pack 12, and this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So I'll be answering the questions you sent in here in a podcast format, and if you'd like a written response, send them over to fellow senior writer and Dane Miller. And so in all seriousness, I have a lot of fun answering these questions. They take my research and my thinking all over the conference. And one point I want to reiterate is I'm just like you. I'm a Pac-12 fan, so in all seriousness, we're one and the same. We may cheer for different schools, but hey, we're all Pac-12 fans in the end. We're very similar. So from down south to the Arizona schools, to up north to the Washington schools, to east out in Utah and Colorado, we got Oregon and Cali in between. And in our entirety, we make up the Pac-12 conference. And even though we compete against each other during the year, let's come together for this podcast and have a heck of a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's get to today's question. And thanks for tuning in as always. Feels like it's been a transformative week. Heck of a week here. It's Friday. Mailbag question is in. Let me get my response in. Let's have some fun. And let's get y'all off to your weekends. So today's question is from Willie in Denver, USA. <laughs> that's really, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I like what she did there. So the question asks, Nick, 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 you need to read up on my buffs, man. We may not have a bunch of five stars, but we have a culture of leadership. You can't buy that. What would it take for you to believe CU can have a good year? So before I actually address Willie's question today, I do want to say I made a mispronunciation of Oregon's new quarterback's name yesterday and probably a couple times before that. It is pronounced Tyler Shue. No, it's not. Wait, 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 wait. It is pronounced Tyler Shuck, not Tyler Shue. So you can see what I've been doing there. Again, his name is Tyler Shuck, not Tyler Shue. But now back to today's actual question. Again, from Willie in Denver, USA. All right, man. So whole bunch of commentary. But you'll see why I'm tying it back in. Nick, Nick, Nick. You need to read up on my buffs, man. We may not have a bunch of five stars, but we have a culture of leadership. You can't buy that. What would it take for you to believe CU can have a good year? So, all right, Willie. Um, you're going to hate this response. But actually, according to Mel Tucker's new contract at Michigan State, you can buy leadership. Because he ain't coaching in Boulder anymore. He is out with the Spartans. So, want to throw that out there. What was it? A six-year contract with the annual base salary of, a plot of approximately $3.8 million. He'll also, in totality, make about $5 million a year. Due to an additional $1.2 mil from media appearances. So, I'm thinking you may be able to buy leadership. I'm just throwing that out there, Willie. Maybe just throwing that out there. But, <laughs> so... Uh, you set me up for that. Come on. You know you set me up for that. And so even though they probably do have a lot of great people who spread love, positivity, and are generally all good leaders and there to help the student athletes, this is ultimately a business. So as many as great loving people as you have in the program, this is a business and a business that runs on winning football games to boost financial revenues. So you do need to win. And the last three years, the Buffs have been 5-7, five 5-7, and seven, five and, seven, and 5-7. and seven. If this is the type of leadership you're looking for, Willie, then we may have to agree to disagree because I personally prefer winning. Again, nothing wrong with losing. I can handle a loss, but I sure as heck prefer to win. Probably a lot more fun on that side. So 
five and seven, five and seven, five and seven. That just is not cutting the cake, buddy. Not cutting the cake. But before we do get before we do get too angry here, if we <laughs> if we haven't touched that plateau already, I actually really do like this question because you asked me, will it take for the Buffs to have a good year? Didn't ask the other sports writers. You asked me, and I do think I have a plan that could believe that will ultimately lead the Buffs to a bowl game and probably second in the South Division. So I do got a plan here, and I think that if they follow it, the Buffs really could have a solid year. And not just throwing this out there, I really mean this 100. So first and foremost, given their all-around lack of talent on the offensive side of the ball, they got to slow down the game. What this essentially means is run the ball at least 55 to 60% of the time throughout the entire season to keep the time of possession in your hands. So don't equate this as need to run 55 to 60% every single game. No, that means some games, I call it a tilt. I used to be a very high-level Madden player. And so when you're facing a very good run defense, we'll throw a little more that game. But don't be afraid to mix in the run. By doing this throughout the entirety of the season, you're now going to be able to establish some sort of balance. And even though you may not have elite weapons, it'll keep defenses, you know, thinking a little bit. And that little thinking could be the difference between a big play and a loss. So that's what I'd want to start with. Start with run the ball at least 55 to 60% of the time throughout the entire season. And obviously, this is all going to be predicated on what the offensive line may do. They don't have the freakish athletes of USC or Oregon or something like that. But something that my dad uh, taught me that's really cool is that uh, O-line is a group, generally speaking, that it takes a lot longer to come together as a unit in comparison to other groups on the field. So if Colorado can gel quickly, given this really weird situation we're in in the world, it could really be a huge boost for them. But they need to gel quickly, and that has remained to be seen. So why this is so important, I mean, I think it's important for every team, but why it's so important for the Buffs in particular is because they do have a really nice halfback combination in Alex Fontenot and Jaron Mangham. I believe that both of these guys can stay healthy. They can prove a very, very, very valuation. Val- valuation? What? <laughs> That's a weird word, man. <laughs> valuation. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was funny, man. So they can prove a very valuable... They can prove a very value combination for CU. Essentially, you get what we're saying. They can prove a valuable combination for CU with the halfback duo of Fontenot and Jaron Mangham. I don't like either of these guys as stars individually, but I think one of them could you know, put up good statistics if they're getting a bulk of the carries. But in terms of winning football, I think these guys getting very equal touches could equate to some big plays. Probably not too many, but more realistically, what it could do here is wear down the defense and really frustrate the opposition in the process. And so now that'd be a very, very big first step for the offense. So now that we're assuming that the running game is functioning smoothly, I think that Katie Nixon, he can be considered a wide receiver, probably not really halfback, but gets used as a running back sometimes. I'm going to consider him a wide out. I think that Katie Nixon could be the biggest beneficiary of a working running game. He could catch defenses off guard for quick slants, sweeps, and other types of gadget plays and really adds that explosive that explosiveness element to the offense. I don't think he's going to be good enough to win like one-on-one battles versus the elite defensive backs in conference, but if they can get him going, he can be a true threat with the ball in his hands. So again, he's not, he's more of a gadget player, not a true number one in terms of being able to beat like an Elijah Molden, a Paulson Adebo, a Thomas Graham, those types. But I do think that his ability, if 
other facets of the offense are working to be an explosive weapon, he can prove very dangerous. So that essentially sums up the offense besides for the position that everyone cares about. So a quarterback, whoever's coming in next year will likely be inexperienced. But as long as everything else is running smoothly, it should create some down distances, coinciding with some like pitch and catch type throws. This will place him in a game manager type role, which I've personally said for years is not a knock. If your team is good enough to have the other pieces around them, then let them shine. Let the skill position players shine and take the W. That's what a good leader does. They just win and let others take the credit. But mainly and mainly and most importantly for whoever the heck is quarterback for the Buffs next year, no turnovers. You can punt. You can get sacked. You can look ugly at times, but no pick sixes. No big fumbles. You do not have LaVisca Chanel anymore to make up for mistakes. You do not have these quick strike athletes to make up for mistakes consistently now. Protect that darn football. So seriously, quick summary of what we need on the offensive end for the Buffs to be a winning program. Don't turn the ball over. Get the run game going. Mix in Katie Nixon. And the Buffs offense could be boring, but ultimately very effective. On defense, I got a very simple mentality here. You've all heard it before. I'll dive in with a little bit of technical stuff here. Very simple, but adopt a bend but don't break mentality. This unit will likely, likely be outskilled, outmatched by elite offenses around the Pac-12, so they have to limit big plays and hold teams to field goals. But one thing I believe is important about this strategy is you can't just sit back every time. So we're talking about a bend, not break mentality. It's not just let them throw a quick slants underneath all game, quick mesh route underneath all game, let them run for five yards every time. Don't do that. Yes, 80 to 85% of the time, you can sit back and let them take what they want. But you need to try and really just jump a route every once in a while. So for example, if a team is carving you up on a slant route all game, once or twice a quarter, that may be too much. I'd say once or twice a game, once or twice a half, try and jump it for a pick six. This is how you can really change momentum. You cannot sit back 100% of the time. I cannot stress that enough. I see coaches do that and I just don't understand it. You're allowing easy touchdowns, easy plays. Again, 85% of the time, sit back, but try and jump it every once in a while. Send a blitz, jump a route, do something to create some havoc, maybe force a turnover, maybe a pick six, and change the game. This is still college football, so quarterbacks who are forced to drive the length of the field time and time and time and time again, they can make a mistake or two, and in close ball games, this could ultimately be the difference between a win and a loss. But if you keep on uh, giving up the big shots, this isn't going to happen. Momentum starts rolling. Cheerleaders start dancing, the coaches dancing, they all throw them popcorn in the air, beers flying all around, it's getting crazy, and the onslaught is underway. So, due to Mel Tucker being in town last year, I do expect a lot of returning defensive players to kind of, you know, understand the bend-not-break mentality. So, I do think that the Buffs could really flourish in this role and steal some wins behind, well, I was stuck on that, behind, behind first-teamer and Pac-12 linebacker Nate Lamon. Yo, let me slow down. I said first-teamer. Packed all Nate Lamon. It must be a Friday. Essentially, I think that they will understand this mentality and they're going to be led by first team selection preseason and linebacker Nate Lamon. I almost struggled to say it again there. He could seriously be the one or two guys that makes those one or two crucial plays in a low scoring, yuck it up type affair. And essentially, he's going to be that guy. He's going to be the leader of this unit for sure. But one aspect I do want to hit on here is I want to see this group really drive to defend every blade of grass. No matter how difficult it gets, it may be cliche, but sometimes the extra hustle really is the difference between a win and a loss. you got to defend every freaking yard, 
every freaking yard. Don't give up. You may get beat time and time, but don't give up. So to summarize here, Willie, <laughs> according to Mel Tucker's contract, Mel Tucker's contract money, you may be able to buy leadership, man. Sorry, man, I had to. You know you set me up for that. Like, dude, you know, did you like mean to set me up for that? Because right when I heard that, I seriously made that noise myself. I was like, <laughs> got him, baby. But uh, in terms of what they actually do need to do on the field here, very, very, very quickly on offense, they need to slow the game down, control the time of possession. And get a lot of touches into the running back combination of Alex Fontenot and Jaron Mangham. Hope the offensive line really gels as a cohesive unit faster than other units around the conference. And opens up some sort of holes up front. And limit every and any turnover by all means necessary. On defense, they must play bend not break football. Led by Landman as the catalyst and spiritual leader. They need to throw in a few calculated risks here and there. Try and generate some takeaways themselves. And the bottom line, and most importantly, they have to consistently hold teams to field goals and not touchdowns. I really do think if they implement these strategies, that they could rise to as high as second in the South Division. Truly mean that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, by the way, though, I still think they're going to finish fifth or sixth. However many teams in the conference, they're finishing close to last. Still stand by that. But if they do implement all of these factors, which I don't know if they will or not, I think they could rise to as high as second ultimately buying USC, but that's for another day. Whole nother discussion here. So thanks for the question, Willie. A lot of fun answering this. Have a great day. And that's what I think it will take the bus to win. You got my also coaching Madden hat back on. I appreciate it.